1: to the hip hop patriots. Jeremy Harrell
2: Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. We love Just got fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love.
1: you one
3: thing. Uh, Obviously, as a candidate, you come under scrutiny. The Washington Post has a story today. It says Arizona GOP candidate who criticized drag queens was once a fan, according to a drag queen. This is the quote. Arizona GOP gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, who has attacked drag queens as dangerous to children, attended the shows of drag queen Richard Stevens for more than 20 years and once hired him to perform at her home. Do you care to address
4: that? I do care. I actually do care to address that, and I'm really shocked. I'm actually appalled that Fox News would take defamatory story like that, and we are pursuing legal action against this drag queen. I'm appalled that you would bring that up when you have not talked about our stolen election. You've failed. We just spent three
3: questions. Ms. Lake, talking about this. I just asked you a number of questions about it. I played the Arizona House speaker. Let's address this this story that's in the Washington Post. Every candidate takes tough stories. I'm asking you to respond to it if you'd like to.
4: I'm happy to address it, but I'm really disappointed in Fox. I thought you were a little better than CNN. (laughs) This is a person who I covered for decades, for decades, 20 years, and he's never been in my home. He says he's been in my home for a drag show. That's ludicrous. He's never been in my home. He's lied. We tried to serve him defamation papers, Okay. and he's so shady that we can't even track him down because he's not even welcome at the places well, what that a,
3: he works. I'm sorry, but this is the last question I'm going to ask. What about these pictures of you with him, Richard Stevens? R- Brent, and the what about the, the post? I've performed for Carrie's birthday. I've performed in her home. That's not I've true. performed for her at the, some true. of the seediest bars in Phoenix. I don't want to ask these questions. I you TO address them. That's
4: actually it. I think you, I think you do want to ask him but you don't want to ask about 2000 mules. I think you do want to ask about this. This is absolutely ludicrous. I'm I'm talking about drag shows in schools. This is what triggered this man. Somebody who goes to a drag show with female impersonators is one thing. We don't want our tax money going into drag shows at school. Okay, I understand and what you're making a difference the there, but you're and saying his allegations him. are wrong is They're what you're false. saying. Yes, okay. I am. Right. And I'm really I'm really appalled that you would spend time on a false story like that. It's shocking. Well, I think it's, it's, ask, it's important to, to have opponent. candidates address things that are coming up that might affect uh, a race. Truly. And I thought you would but appreciate that. You didn't that. ask my opponent the establishment opponent who was here last week, you didn't ask her about her votes to allow illegal alien students to get a lower tuition than American students. You didn't ask her about okay. the 70-plus times that she raised tuition on American students. You didn't ask her any tough questions. That's and not here true. you have me on, and you try to bring a defamatory story out. It's really sad. I Ms. thought Lex- there was hope. I really
3: appreciate your time. Uh, we thought we'd address all issues that are on the table. That is one of them being covered today. Uh, we thank you, and we'll cover the primary all this Thank August you. Second.
4: Please send reporters out to cover this corrupt election. We would appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Up next.
2: <laughs> Please send reporters out to cover this corrupt election. Uh, look, I see people in the comments section saying she wouldn't answer the question. I knew I didn't trust her. I'd like to know what you're talking about. Because she answered the question twice. And she says, the reason why she's saying, I find it kind of weird that you're asking me about a story that I have a lawsuit against for defamation of character. She was a reporter in Arizona for how many years, attended how many events, went to events, adult events. None of that has anything to do with what he's asking her. None of it. And none of it has anything to do with what she is saying. She is saying she's never hired a drag queen to come to her house. She never hired a drag queen to come and perform at her daughter's birthday party or any birthday party. She's been to events where there's been impersonators of female people at events while she was a reporter, but not now. And she's not invited them to their house. They're not coming to their house. She didn't hire them. That's the thing. And no drag queens in schools at taxpayer expense. How hard is that to understand? How hard is that to understand? Good good on Carrie Lake for going on Fox News and putting Never Trumper Brett Baier and the rest of the Never Trumper crew at Fox News on notice. We are not going to let you lie, smear, defame, and create a news story and manufacture a news story out of an already manufactured defamatory statement and claim good on her. I'm glad she went on there. I'm glad she addressed it. I'm glad she finally gave him the one answer that he was just looking for was her to say no or yes. But again, why are we talking about something that I'm already going to court over? You got to understand these people are sick in the head. and, And just like she said, they're no better than CNN folks. You're locked and loaded right here on live from America. How you doing this morning? Good to have you with me. Uh, I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live, free, or die Granite state of New Hampshire. And it is a blessing to be with you. Just so you know, I'm running for office here, too, and a lot of people... A lot of people are going to say, well, you did this, and you were in prison, and you said this once, and you were at a party with this person. I'm going to say, yep, yep, and yep, and there's more. Every time somebody says, well, we got a picture of you doing this, or we got video of you doing this, I'm going to go, but wait, there's more. There's more that you don't know that probably wasn't caught on video or camera. And here, let me tell you all about them, but you want to know what the greatest part about it all is? is that somewhere along the lines of all of the stuff that you're trying to figure out and dig up from my past, I found Christ. And it is amazing how much you can change and how much you can walk away from that kind of a lifestyle when you have Christ in your corner. So I can't wait. I can't wait to pull out the Billy Mays on him and go, But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. So, big shout out to her and everybody else who stands up uh, to, these, to these fake reporters. By the way, folks, we, are, uh, we have a lot of requests to get on Tim Rantham and Amy Fan West. Tim Rantham from Wisconsin, Amy Fan West from California. We've reached out to the both of them. Uh, we're waiting on their response to come back on. And, uh, leftover from yesterday, we are raising money today for Dina James. And uh, if you did not watch last night's show, just let me remind you of who she is. She says, hello, Jeremy. Uh, She titled this Need Help, Please, by the way. I watch your show faithfully. Thank you for speaking the truth and helping people. I sent you a message on Rumble 30 minutes ago. Uh, She also sent her phone number here. We've reached out to her. Our family is in financial hardship. My car is in repo status, and we're behind on mortgage and other bills. My 25-year-old was diagnosed with uh, diagnosed with MS, and it's been gr- uh, very overwhelming for all of us. I don't ever ask for help. If you could reach out to me, I would greatly appreciate it. Dina, James, and uh, of course, we reached out this morning, and we will be raising some money for Dina today. So, if you wanted to go towards Dina, please let us know for Dina, D E A N N A. If you wanted to go towards the show, like normal for the uh, for the pr- our producer or for our, uh, to to replenish any of the slurp fund, then let us. No. Okay. So thank you all very much. Um, Let's get into the verse of the day today. As I have titled it, have you ever experienced real love? Now I know a lot of you are going to say, of course I've experienced real love. I've been married for 30 years. I've been married for 20 years. Hold on real quick. SAS 64 says, don't know how to do rumble rants with new setup here. Well, if you're on the computer, it's right down by the chat section. It's a little a money bag. I'm not sure if you can do it on the Rumble app yet, but if you, you go to uh, on your phone, if you go to just rumble.com and watch it on there, then you could scroll down and you could see the chat and you can see the little, uh, little Rumble cash bag down there as well. And that's how you do it. But I do believe you have to have a profile in order to do it. But uh, let's get into, uh, let's get into the verse of the day. Have you ever experienced love? Well, a lot of us feel like we have. A lot of us feel like we have, but I would like to read you the entire newsletter. Usually I give a little first paragraph and then the verse of the day. I'd like to read that for you. I said, good morning. Take a deep breath. Look up. Smile. Feel the love because it's there. God wants you to have a blessed and a wonderful, uh, loving day. It's all about perspective on your part, though. Sometimes before I leave my house for work in the morning, I stop halfway to my truck that's sitting in the driveway. I close my eyes, I lift my head to the sky, and I smile and I feel the warm sun on my face. I listen to every single bird that I can hear, close and off in the distance. I listen to every dog bark. I hear lawns being mowed, I hear cars off in the distance, and I listen to everything I possibly can while I sit there with my eyes closed looking to heaven. And the reason why, folks, is because I envision that everything I am hearing is God's voice talking to me and talking to the world. It centers me and it gives me hope and purpose. But most importantly, it gives me the strongest feeling of being loved. Loved in a way that no human can ever love you. Unconditional love. It's impossible to get that from another human. By the way, I can now send my newsletter to 5,000 more people. So we were capped for a long time. So a lot of people were probably signing up for the newsletter and not getting one. And they were looking in all their folders and they were saying, I'm still not getting it. And I'm saying, I'm sure you are, I'm sending it out. But I didn't realize I was capped. We can now send to 5,000 more people. Yes, that does cost a little extra money, uh, but we're able to do that. Verse of the day today comes from John 3.16. You all know it. You could probably say it without reading it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that anyone and everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Probably one of the most famous Bible verses in the world. However, have you ever really thought about what it really means? Have you ever really thought about the amount of love that it takes for someone to do that for you? No person in the world literally loves you that much, period. We all think that we have experienced love here on earth, but it pales in comparison to the unconditional love that God has given you. Love on earth is conditional. If you don't think that it is, then go cheat on your spouse right now and see if you are still loved by them the same way that you were before you cheated on them. It's impossible. Now, some of you may argue and say, well, my husband or my wife cheated on me once and we got through it and we are in love now more than ever. Fair enough but what if you did it again? Or what if he did it again? Or multiple times? See, no matter how much you mess up, God loves you the same. An infinite, an infinite amount of love. Most people don't find God in church. Most people find God when they are at their lowest point, a point of despair and loneliness, a point where you feel no love. Most of us are so broken when, uh, when God finds us that we can't even function correctly, then something amazing happens. You feel a warm feeling that you have never felt before. You think you have felt what real love feels like until that moment. Then you realize what you have been missing out on for so long, and you cry. You cry tears of joy. You cry tears of happiness. You cry because you know that you don't deserve it But you get it anyway. Most of you won't accept kind gestures or even money in hard times from friends or family. But all of a sudden you realize that you must accept that someone was tortured and someone was murdered because of his love for you. Now that's a hard pill to swallow, but if you do accept it, hang on because you are about to experience a love like no other. In his holy name we pray. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's all say the Lord's prayer together from your lips to his ears. And thank him for the love that he gives you, even though you know you don't deserve to be loved that much. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. I'm just reading some of your, uh, I'm reading some of your comments about love. I have never felt this love from a human. God's love is like no other. He calms me with his love, and among other things, he is awesome. I am never alone because his love, all glory and praise. Amen. Wow. What a very, very strong statement, and how very, very true. Folks, I would like to let you know before we move on, we are now at 801,000 rumbles total on this beautiful Rumble platform since we've got here. And, folks, we were at number four on the leaderboard today. It seems like we cannot break 2,000 Rumbles, which is basically the equivalent to a like. So our goal today is to try to get over 2,000 Rumbles on this one video. And we've got almost 4,000 people watching, so it should be a pretty easy feat. I thank you all for joining in. I'm ready to Rumble, so please lift up your cups. We've got a lot to cover today, and I'm going to need you to be at all attention and firing on all cylinders. So here we go. Gotta love that coffee, right? All right, here we go. Lights, camera, coffee, folks. First and foremost, more corrupt craziness is going on behind the scenes and right in front of our faces in an attempt to cover up what really happened on January 6th and manufacturing their own narrative based on their manufactured lies in order to jail their political opponents or worse. Now, what is the or worse? Well, you're dead. That's the or worse. What can be worse than being jailed as a political opponent? Well, being killed because you might know too much. Now, I'm not saying that a lot of people around Hillary Clinton died because they knew too much, but I am saying a lot of people around Hillary Clinton have died because they knew too much. There's no other logical explanation for it, ladies and gentlemen. The sergeant at arms, the Senate sergeant at arms, who was there on January sixth, Michael Stinger, was found dead yesterday. Michael Stinger, the se- uh, Stinger, excuse me, the Senate sergeant at arms during the January sixth Capitol uh, protest that saw the Senate chamber occupied by protesters is reported by Hill reporters to have died, but a cause of death has not been reported. Now, the Senate majority leader, Mitch McConnell, or at the time he was the Senate majority leader, asked for and received Stinger's resignation the day after the riot, which is odd, right? Like it was his fault, even though even though Nancy Pelosi's in charge of the security of that building in that, in that area. Now, here's a picture of Michael Stinger right here. He resigned a day afterwards, and he's dead today. Very weird, right? Resigned yesterday, or resigned a day after the, uh, the, the, the uh, January 6th and dead today. Catherine Tully McManus, who works for Politico, broke the news of Stinger's passing Monday afternoon. Saying, quote, former Senate Sergeant-at-Arms Michael Stenger died this morning. He, uh, he joined the SAA team in 2011 after a career with the Secret Service and was appointed SAA, Senate uh, uh, Sergeant-at-Arms, in 2018. Then Fox News, Chad Pergram, confirmed the news Monday evening. Uh, Fox confirms that Michael Stenger, the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms, who was in charge of the Senate security the day of the Capitol riot, has died. Hmm. Now, I want to play for you, if I can, uh, before a joint hearing of the Senate Rules and Homeland Security Committee on February 23rd, here was opening statements from former Senate Sergeant at Arms Michael Stinger on the January 6th Capitol attacks. I just want to get you familiar with who he is, and uh, I'm not saying he was a good guy. I'm not saying he was a bad guy. I'm just saying he's dead, and he was linked to January 6th. Kind of suspicious and odd, don't you think?
5: Chairwoman Klobuchar, Chairman Peters, Ranking Member Brunt, and Ranking Member Portman. The National Capital Region is a unique environment for law enforcement. U.S. Capitol Police, in conjunction with the Sergeants-at-Arms, work to provide security of the Capitol complex and its population. But there is a shared responsibility with other law enforcement groups within the region. Sharing of information and resources is paramount for success. Once assuming the position of the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms, enhancement of the working relationship between my office and U.S. Capitol Police had been a priority. I am a proponent of the concept of intelligence-led policing. This methodology can be used in assessing threats to individual members as well as threats to the campus.
2: Now, you want to know? Hold on, let's, let, let's cut that up now. As as you yeah. want to know what's odd about that? He's talking about sharing information, information that would have been pertinent to that day. And you all know by now that four days prior to January 6th, President Trump was saying, Look, we need more security down there. Nancy Pelosi refused it. Three days prior, we need more security. Nancy Pelosi refused it. Two days prior, the day before and the day of the Trump administration. And people that had information decided, outside the Trump administration anyway, decided we're not going to do anything with this information. And that's what he was talking about. Had they had the right information, maybe more could have been prevented. Well, duh. All of it could have been prevented if you didn't have the FBI working to make it happen. All of it would have been prevented if you didn't have Nancy Pelosi working to make it happen. I'm telling you, folks, they're trying to hide things. They're trying to hide things. They're trying to hide what happened on January 6th. And they're doing everything they can to jail their political opponents and jail anybody that knew anything about it. Why? Because they know what's coming. They know that a transfer of power is coming. And you watch what they do when this transfer of power happens. They're going to, st- they're going to try to do their own form of stopping the peaceful transfer of power. Now, we never tried. And I'm saying we because we are all under the umbrella of patriotic Trump supporters. We never tried to stop the transfer of peaceful power. We tried to stop the illegal transfer of power, not the peaceful transfer of power. They are going to try to stop the transfer of power because they know what's coming. And the reason why all of this evidence is being lost, burned, bleached, bit, and people are dying, in my opinion, is because they know what's coming. They're hiding the results of the election. They cannot prove they won the election. If they did, they would. If I was Trump, here's what i do, and I know I've said this before, but let me just reiterate it again. If I was President Donald J. Trump, do you know what I would do? I would come out in a press conference and I would say this. If you can prove to me in a court of law with actual facts and actual real rebuttals to all of our claims that we have shown proof and evidence of for two years now, If you can prove to me that what we're saying is false and that these elections were actually real, then I won't run for president in 2024. They would never take him up on that, which would let the world know that they were lying. I know they would never take him up on it because there's no way they can prove it. But the appeal of having Donald Trump say, I'll never run for office again. I'll just walk away from the swamp and y'all can have it. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, that right there would bring national attention and they would not be able to answer the call. But they're doing everything they can in the meantime to make sure that anybody that was near it that has loose lips, they're not going to uh, let the ship sink from those loose lips. And I guarantee you, if you ask me in my personal opinion, having no knowledge of how he died because we don't have the report, I would say that there's some nefarious action behind it. I would say that now every bit of what the left, the communist Democrats and the rhino uniparty members who work with them day in and day out, like Lindsey Graham, like Mitt Romney, like Dan Crenshaw, like Mitch McConnell, like Kevin McCarthy, like Lisa Murkowski, like Ronna McDaniel, all of those people, plus many, many more. Every single one of these people are doing everything they can to destroy their political opponents very much in the same way that they are doing in Ukraine right now by enriching Vladimir Zelensky. They already did the illegal coup. They put him in charge, okay, because they knew they could funnel money through Ukraine with him in charge. Now they're enriching Vladimir Zelensky and his administration with our taxpayer dollars, and he is doing the same thing over there. He is silencing and jailing his political opponents right now. They're doing the same thing in Germany. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a massive cohesive strategic effort by globalists to silence their political opponents all at the same time worldwide so they can usher in those blue helmets that say UN on the side and there are no borders one world government one world money it sounds stupid I get it you probably think I sound like Alex Jones from 2002 but I'm not saying my opinion I am re, I, all I'm doing is regurgitating what they're saying out of their own mouths. And the problem is the world, the regular world, who doesn't pay attention like we do, they have no idea it's happening. They have no idea that the left right now is literally jailing its political opponents and anybody who works with them in order to stay in power. This is Stalin like Russia, folks. This is communism. Communism isn't being ushered in. Communism is here right now. And the sooner we all realize that as a country, a patriotic, Second Amendment supporting, First Amendment patriots, the minute we realize that, the minute we need to start fighting back. Communism is not approaching. It's already here. Already here. And again, that's not me saying that. That is them saying that yesterday. And I want to thank uh, Tucker last night for having, for having uh, John Eastman on. But yesterday, the FBI doing exactly what the left is paying them to, or, or ordering them to do. The FBI ambushed another Trump election attorney, John Eastman. You all know who he is, and not to arrest him. No, no, no. To take and steal his personal property which is his phone. Now, I want to play this video that was on Tucker last night. This is about a four-minute video, but it's very important if you don't watch uh, Fox News like I don't, but you catch up the next day. This is a very, very, very important uh, interview that, that, that Tucker did last night because it lets you know exactly what they're out there doing, just in case you had any uh, reservations about so it. So
6: the January 6th committee has nothing to do with January 6th. The point of it is to punish the political opponents of the Biden administration. That's right. And to make certain Donald Trump doesn't run again, and they're doing it with the assistance of the so-called Justice Department as run by Joe Biden. So already the committee, speaking of Stalinist overreach, has had Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro arrested, neither of whom committed any crime. They've also had the Fed search the home of a former DOJ official called Jeffrey Clark, who we spoke to last week. Then on Wednesday, the FBI showed up to seize the phone of a former Trump attorney called John Eastman. Now, critically and illegally, they seized his phone before they presented him with a warrant, and it's on tape. Watch. So go ahead and put your hands
5: off for me. Can I see the warrant? Sir, oh, yeah. Put your
1: hands off for me. Yeah.
3: Can it's I sorry. see the warrant,
5: please? I'd like to see the warrant. I'd like to see the warrant. I'd like to see the warrant. You like see, like see the warrant? I'd like to see the warrant. He knows the law. You take my property. So here comes the warrant right now, sir. Let's so I want you to see that they took my property before providing me with the warrant.
6: I'd like to read the warrant. Disgraceful, wearing his little mask, put your hands up as if Eastman is a threat. He's not, he's a lawyer. As you just saw, he's under subpoena from the speaking of illegitimate, wholly illegitimate, Pelosi, Liz Cheney led January 6th committee. Mr. Eastman joins us tonight. John Eastman, thank you so much for joining us tonight. What exactly did you do wrong to be treated like a dangerous criminal by your government that you pay for?
5: Well, we don't know because the warrant doesn't say. It okay. authorizes them to seize my phone and all the information uh, contained in the phone. But there's no indication of, uh, of, of any crime that this is connected to. Um, that's apparently in an, attach- in an affidavit, but the affidavit wasn't attached to the warrant. Well, how about that? The Fourth that? Amendment's very clear here. Uh, when they search and seize your property, they have to give a particular description of the things to be seized. And, and saying it's identified in the affidavit, if they don't attach the affidavit, doesn't qualify. The courts have been very clear about that. So this, this warrant is invalid on its face. Um, but more importantly, and I, and I think this is extremely important, the, the authority to seize all of my information in modern modern smartphones, that's access to all my private financial records, I'm an attorney. It's access to all my privileged communications with nearly 100 different clients that I have currently. This stuff, this stuff uh, is what we used to call a general warrant that the British king issued to just go rummage through somebody's belongings to see if they could find evidence of some crime. The very reason we have the Fourth Amendment is to prevent that kind of abuse. And yet that's what they're doing here.
6: And it's just another reminder to anyone who didn't vote for Joe Biden to erase your texts and emails every single day. And that is a sincere piece of advice I hope everyone follows. But they haven't charged you with a crime. They've given you no evidence that they're going to charge you with a crime, but they treat you like a drug kingpin or a rapist and seize your phone. Is this legal? I don't think so.
5: And uh, they forced me in the position. Look, I as an attorney, I have ethical obligations to do everything I can to protect the privileged, privileged communications with my clients. So we will be filing a a motion. It's called a Rule 41 motion to retrieve my phone, to retrieve any information they've taken off of that phone that they have illegally seized from me.
2: Uh, And we'll be doing that uh, in in short order. But 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 here's the thing, folks, it doesn't really even matter. I, I mean, it does matter. Don't get me wrong. It does matter. But at that point, they have everything they need. They did the same thing to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. At that point, they have everything they need. They've already shown that they do not care, A, about the rule of law. They stole the darn election. They don't care about the Supreme Court ruling, so they don't care if you sue them. They don't care about the money because it's your taxpayer dollars that they're just going to pay when they lose anyway. They literally have nobody holding them accountable. The last form of accountability is we the people. Now, I don't know in what capacity that needs to be done in. I know that the Constitution illegally allows for us to take control, which we need to do right now. There is no more waiting. It's not, is it coming? It's already here now. We're still winning the information war, the culture war, and everything else. But they have the people with the handcuffs. They have the people with the the, the power on paper to just come in and destroy your lives. And they know, they know, just from recent history, that no matter what they do to us, we're not going to do anything back on a large scale. They're going to pick us apart piece by piece by piece by piece. That is why whatever these large groups with large resources, with big money behind them and militia groups that are very organized and very networked, they need to all start working together now. There's not so much I can do sitting from here, going in the field, running for office, running my mouth at the risk of being arrested any second because the First Amendment clearly doesn't apply to anyone anymore. I don't know what else more I can do. If there's more that I can do outside of going on a, on a, on a crazed left-wing communist murdering spree like they want to do, I don't know what it is. I'm doing everything that I can possibly think of, and I'm sure a lot of you are too. It do, it's not going to take just me. It's not, we all have a part to play, just like we all are a body of Christ in the Christian walk and, and, and trying to spread the gospel. We all have a part to play. None of us want to be violent. None of us want to be illegal. But we all have a part to play. I feel I'm playing my part. I'm just not understanding why the country as a whole isn't playing their part. Because there are organizations out there with resources. There are large networked militias out there. Look at how many armed militia members, which is completely legal, by the way, showed up in Virginia when Governor Northam was trying to take all their guns. Where's that at? Now, I'm not calling for violence. Let me make that very clear. I am not calling for violence. I am calling for we the people to stand united with the Second Amendment, very apparent and very obvious, to protect all of our other rights. That's what I'm calling for. I am calling for people to stand up and do what they have the legal authority to do as a whole. Taxes would be a good start. If everybody in the country or 100 million people said we're not paying your taxes, where are they going to put you? There's not enough jails. That's a good start. But I, again, I am not the person to organize something like this. I'm not, I'm not that intelligent and I'm not that connected. and I don't have the resources. Let's face it. But long story short, that's what I'm calling on for those that do to do. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, I want to, uh, I want to go to uh, Arizona because last night in Arizona, some major things took place, and I, I reached out to Javon. I want to see if he, he's, he's texted back. Not yet. It's early out there. I know he's on the West Coast. So I reached out to uh, Javon Hutton-Pulitzer this morning because Javon Hutton-Pulitzer was in Arizona last night showing the, uh, the paper report of the forensic audit Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you that last night in Arizona was a major, 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 major night for news for the election fraud of 2020, and I guarantee you that nobody outside of Real America's Voice News and right-side broadcasting was even covering it. But last night, Javon Pulitzer produced his forensic audit report, which confirms that President Trump won in a landslide with 59% of the vote. He won in a landslide with 59% of the vote. And still, Michelangelo Bernovich is up on stage telling his constituents and his would-be voters to shut the H-E double hockey sticks up. But it was a fire, fire, uh, fire of a night there in Arizona last night. And I want to play you a video here that came from last night as well. There's a lot more to talk about with last night, but I want Javon to come on. As a guest again here on Live from America, we've had him on before. Maybe we can get him tonight to come on and talk about this, but it was a great presentation. There was very smart people in the room, people who have lived and worked and breathed this election fraud since the day it happened. Mark Fincham, who's put up 40 grand of his own money on his own credit cards, 40 grand of his own money on his own credit cards in order to do uh, do, do any kind of audit down there in Yuma County. But, of course, Carrie Lake was there. Javon Pulitzer was there. Wendy Rogers was there. You know, Sonny Bell, uh, Sonny, uh, can't think of his last name. I, I never get it right without reading it. But uh, Senator Sonny was there. And uh, the, now this was one of the videos that was produced last night as part of the presentation. And you got to watch this, folks, because what this shows is ballot forging by, the, by, uh, by two ladies, one who's already been, um, who's already been convicted there. Um, and we talked about her for the last few weeks. But uh, what I really want to show this video for is it it shows that that AG, Mark Bernovich there in Arizona, he literally dropped the forgery charges when there's clear forgery happening in this video, and he dropped the forgery charges. This this woman could have went to jail for more time. There could have been more charges brought up on her, and Mark Bernovich made it so that wasn't the case. Check this out, folks.
1: Right here, what you see is Guillermo Fuentes. She's a uh, ex-mayor of San Luis, Arizona, uh, school board member, and also uh, on the planning and zoning of the city. This is just uh, one of the constituents. Notice that she didn't have anything in her hands before she went over there to the water. Now she has a ballot herself. Uh, the constituents taken out her ID. Uh, Guillermo Fuentes is given her little paper that says these three names to vote for notice she's already voted inside so why is she taking a ballot to go inside and deposit it Hmm. she's helping this lady so she had an excuse to go inside and drop it off in the ballot box itself right here in this video you see a school board member rosa valera guinea fuentes from the previous videos she's the like i said the ex-mayor san luis school board member this is a neighbor that lives right next to uh, Guillermo Fuentes. This is Alma Yadira Juarez. If you notice she has a ballot in her left hand when she turns, you notice Guillermo Fuentes has no ballots. You notice the mask, you notice the gloves, only on Rosa Valera. She's passing over information who should be voted for. She receives it. The gentleman right there is a looker out. He's looking out that makes sure people are not paying attention or recording anything of any issue or police or law enforcement that's what the guy's there for uh she's pulling out her her id to show to show them that she has an id to vote once we go a little bit forward to this video please watch the two hands of gian fuentes right here and also remember this lady still had a ballot in her left hand
2: let's go ahead and pause this for a minute i want to just say something real quick i saw somebody say that the Supreme Court has seen all this evidence and done nothing with it. That's actually not true. The Supreme Court has not seen the evidence. The Supreme Court denied to see and hear the evidence. And the reason why the Supreme Court did that was because they didn't want to be the sole institution to actually overturn a federal election. That's why. They didn't have the, they didn't have, what do you want to call it? They didn't have the spine. They didn't have the courage to even see and hear all the proof. They just said, no, we don't want to. They just kicked it out before even having the actual proof in front of them. They didn't see everything that we saw, and, they're, and they didn't do it on purpose. That was one of the reasons why the left was praising the Supreme Court up until last week, and we've been saying they've been worthless up until last week. It's a crazy upside-down world we're living in. Let's get back to the video. So
1: we noticed the, the ballot was received from Almia Juarez. Now, the Attorney General said there was no forgery. He couldn't, he couldn't find it. There's no uh, conspiracy to commit fraud. I believe that right there is forgery. You know, you sign the ballot, you sign the other ballot. Look at everyone else, they're not even scared. They're not nervous in any way. There you go, you see the ballot, plain and easy. Pushes it back in. Even takes her time to lick it with the water. So right there, just right there is, is forgery. But now this is where, this is the only case that they only said we got her for four ballots because there was four ballots right there, just right there. But we notice if you zoom into this video, there's another 10 ballots right there. So this what is Juarez is taking a ballot she already had plus four. a plus four.
2: You guys gotta this has ar- been happening we'll every day,
1: all day, for the past 20 years in San Luis, Arizona. But on this day, I was lucky enough to listen to David Lada and tell me exactly what I was going to watch. And my faith, my God led me to this right here to Amen. get these videos because at the end of the day, good will succeed. Amen. And right now, out of the two indictments that we have, if you notice my hat, it says my mules are behind bars, little speech, two out of 37, because we have 37 people, individuals in my videos, not just these right here. We still have some more. Right? videos that are being used by the Attorney General to do indictments. It took two years to do indictments. Right here, sooner or later, we'll show you a document where it said I had it since 2020, exactly what I saw in these videos. Everything I turned over to the Attorney General and it's a miraculously, after two years, now he's barely starting to put some work in. This is, a for me, is treason. You know, Arizona is about laws, foundation, well, the judicial system is broken when you got the highest law enforcement of the state and he's not willing to prosecute
2: highest law enforcement of the state and he's not willing to prosecute folks so so many people said some great things in here and so did he in the video all of this is not happening for nothing i can promise you that think about this the right people might not be doing the right things the right people are doing the wrong things right now by not prosecuting and not hearing the evidence and not seeing the proof. I get it. But you are. I am. So many people are seeing and hearing the truth of what has been going on for decades. And you cannot think that the, actual, the action of all of us seeing and hearing all of this is for no reason whatsoever. If you are a Christian, or you are a believer, or you know God in any way, shape, or form, you know that he is not giving us all of these treasures for no reason at all. God tells you what? Store up your treasures in heaven, not your treasures on earth. Store them up, he says. Store them up because when the right time comes, you will be, you will bear the fruits of those treasures. Those treasures will be stored up for you in heaven. Think of this the same way. This is a treasure trove of information, everything that Ben Berkwam gives us, everything we get from election fraud in Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and more. These are treasure troves. We are building up our treasure. And sooner or later, folks, we're going to be able to utilize and we're, we're going to be able to use that treasure for good. Trust me. Romans eight twenty eight. If you don't believe me, just go to Romans eight twenty eight. Now, for 50 years, people tried to stop them from killing babies. For 50 years, it got to the point where even the strongest advocates for pro-life gave up. Why did they give up? why did they give up? Because they said for years, how many times have you heard it? There is no way we're ever going to overturn Roe v. Wade. We're never going to overturn Roe v. Wade. It's never going to happen. 60, 70 million babies dead that we know of. We're never going to overturn Roe v. Wade. It's a woman's right to choose. We have brainwashed and indoctrinated, dang near everybody in this country, to think that abortion is okay and the woman has a right to choose. And guess what happened in the most unlikely times? In the most unlikely time and situation, when the Democrat communists, the evil, non-believing, devil-worshiping, Satan-spawned donkeys from the swamp control the House, control the Senate, control the White House, and they could not stop God. You have to understand, it's not on your time. It's not on my time. We would all love to see it today. Don't you think that pro-lifers wanted to see Roe v. Wade overturned for 50 years? How much money, how much sacrifice, how much time did they put of their own life into overturning Roe v. Wade? And boom, just like that, out of nowhere, in the most unlikely time, boom, God wins. Folks, we are going to beat this. We are going to win. We are going to save our country. We are going to have free and fair elections again. And the people that are alive, whenever time that comes, will be held accountable. That is not a promise from me like the Mike Pence thing. That's a promise from God. Romans eight twenty eight. Now, yesterday, I told you about these lefty, uh, crazy left-wing judges who were going to do anything they could to stop the abortion ban trigger laws in each state. And yesterday, we visited one state where that did happen. And now we have another one. I told you it was going to happen more and more. Every single day, these lefty Democrat judges are going to try to pull this crap. But Utah, breaking today, we find out. Actually, we found out last night. But Utah judge temporarily blocks the keyword temporarily. Remember that word, okay? Utah judge temporarily blocks state's trigger law abortion ban after lawsuit by Planned Parenthood and the ACLU. A Democrat judge in Louisiana yesterday, temporary halt on trigger laws. And today, Utah, folks, um, in 2020, Utah passed Senate Bill 174, which bans abortions except in case of rape, incest, or severe fetal brain abnormality. The bill specifically excludes the removal of miscarriages or uh, ectopic pregnancies from the definition of abortion. The law would only trigger if the Supreme Court had overturned Roe v. Wade, which, like I said, out of nowhere, they did. Under the law, an abortionist could face up to 15 years in prison and very heavy fines for performing a procedure, but the pregnant woman would face no penalties. On Saturday, Planned Parenthood of Utah and the ACLU, who does nothing for actual liberties, filed a joint lawsuit to try and block the state law. They claim that the catastrophic law violates the state constitution. Yesterday, 3rd District Judge Andrew Stone, who was probably stoned, issued a temporary restraining order blocking the law for 14 days during an emergency hearing. What they're trying to do is they're trying to give as many women as as possible the option to come in so they can dismember more babies and sell more parts and make more money. That's what's really going on here, folks. Quote, The immediate effects that will occur outweigh any policy issues of the state, Judge Stonehead said, according to Fox 13 reporter Ben Winslow. Lawyers for Planned Parenthood argued that since the trigger law went into effect, over two dozen women seeking abortions were turned away. That means 24 babies were given another opportunity to live. That should be good news, but not for the, the crazy left. They claim that 28 others are waiting right now. Amen and asked for an injunction so that the abortions could be completed. They claim that every day a woman has to continue a pregnancy that they have decided to end is substantial harm. To whom? To whom, I wonder? To the mother and her emotions, or to the baby and the uh, limbs that you are dismembering and killing? Judge Stonehead said that the issue will likely go to the state Supreme Court. They're only trying to buy time. They know they have no power here, like I said yesterday. Satan trying to grasp and uh, grasp at straws and hang on anywhere he can. But guess what? Satan, you have no power here. You're a punk. You're a coward. You have no power. Satan only has as much power as you're willing to give him. And as a nation, ladies and gentlemen, we are taking that power back, and I love it. Earlier in the day, we talked about that yesterday, Louisiana Judge Robin uh, Giaruso Giaruso, uh, also um, uh, temporarily halted the abortion ban. The judge Uh, We'll hold a hearing on the case July 8th to determine if the law will remain blocked. Well, you don't have the power to actually determine that. Again, you're just kicking the can down the road. It is inevitable that we are going to save more babies. And that's pretty crazy that we're arguing about that here in the United States of America. But again, folks, like I told you yesterday, if the liberals would have just closed their legs and closed their mouths, none of this would ever be an issue to begin with. They're the ones that wanted to stop the 15-week abortion ban. They're the ones that drove this all the way to the Supreme Court. So they're the ones that actually are to blame for their own crybaby issues. They are the ones. And by the way, abortion in 1973 was passed and it was supposed to be rare and in extreme cases. You people, we gave you an inch and and you took a mile. And when I say you people, I mean you murderers. And guess what? I was one at one time, so I have the right to say so. You people took that inch and you went and you ran with it 10 miles. You went from extreme and rare conditions to killing a baby when it was fully healthy and born at nine months, you sick animals. And we just said, hey, time to rein it in. Mommy and daddy are home. Papa's here. Close your legs, close your mouth, and everything will be okay. But then, but then, leave it up to crazy left-wing radical Democrats, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, before we get to that, before we get to uh, Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren, I would like to go, yesterday I left the show with um, telling you all of the companies that had joined on to say that we will fund your abortion, meaning that these corporations, these woke, broke, soon to be broke corporations say, we will take money, our profits, whatever, and we will send people to states to kill their babies. Well, <laughs> that list is massive now. Watch this. Levi's, J.P. Morgan, Sony, Salesforce, Tesla, Dick Sporting Goods, Apple, Lyft, Citibank, Walmart, Netflix, Disney, Lush, CVS, YouTube, Uber, Paramount, Match Group, Facebook, Pharmacy, uh, I mean, uh, CVS Pharmacy occupied. Uh, United Healthcare, Reddit, Reddit, Microsoft, Hulu, Yelp. Oh, don't worry, folks. Just like Billy Mays, there's more. There's a lot more. Let's uh, let's go to the next slide if we can. Oh no, that's not it. That's just more crazy abortionists. Hold on, we got more here. There it is. There's some more. Old Navy, Kroger, Marvel. Wells Fargo, ESPN, GoPro, Warner Brothers, T-Mobile, Airbnb, PayPal, Comcast, Gap, Pixar, Bank of America, Nike, Banana Republic, Him, Hers, Bobby, Athleta, and Expedia. Hold on. There's more. There's a whole other page. And there you go right there, folks. It never stops. They all want to kill babies. Every single one of them. Ben and Jerry's, Klondike, Magnum, Confluence, Pet Noodle, Imperil, Skippy, Hellman's, Ben and Jerry's, I already said that, they were saying again because they're losers, Breeze, Baby Dove, VO5, HD Design, uh, Axe, the list goes on and on and on and on and on folks, you're going to see, you're going to see abortion sanctuary states and you're going to see what I'm about to tell you next, Pocahontas, ladies and gentlemen, Who's Pocahontas? Well, we know her as Elizabeth Warren. She actually su- has suggested that p- with the uh, federal government needs to put Planned Parenthood tents, tents, not even facilities, straight up baby killer tents on federal lands to conduct abortions in banned states. I'm not. I'm no rocket scientist here, and I'm no. Uh, I'm no lawyer, but I would assume that the Supreme Court banning it from a federal level and kicking it back down to states would also ban you from doing it on taxpayer federal lands too, you kook. Numbnuts Senator Pocahontas Warren suggested that the Biden administration put abortion tents, baby killer facilities, made of tent on federal land in banned states. Warren told the Washington Post reporter Caroline Kitchener about this bizarre and crazy baby killing idea. I spoke with Warren, who suggested the Biden administration establish Planned Parenthood outposts on the edges of national parks. Kitchener tweeted on Monday. The reporter quoted Warren saying they could put up tents and have trained personnel and be there to help people who need it. It's time to declare a medical emergency, says racist Pocahontas Elizabeth Warren. She's also floated the idea of allowing abortions to take place on federal land while appearing on ABC's This Week with George Stupinopoul- Stupinopoulos. The senator said that the president of the United States to make abortion as av- um, has to make ab- abortion as, avail- as available as possible with the tools he has, including medication abortion, including using federal lands as a place where abortion can concur. I just, am I stupid or did the Supreme Court just say at a federal level you couldn't do it? so if they're if they're if they're kicking it out from a federal level, any decision on abortion whatsoever wouldn't that also wouldn't you also assume that that means you can't do it on federal property? but these people are that stupid they don't know anything but here's here's I thought about this. I thought about these little abortion sanctuaries and these little stupid uh baby killer tents. I thought about this. Can you imagine as a country? And so many states now are banning abortion. We're trying to walk away from killing babies. As a country, we're trying to get back into God's favor. We're trying to do the right thing. And these evil demon rats are going to put up little abortion pockets all over the world, all over the country, where people can go and do mass murder of babies. Now, it will stop some. It won't stop all. Especially if these companies are paying for them to get a round trip ticket to go kill a baby. We'll we'll put you up at the Holiday Inn or the Marriott. You'll have a great time. You can even have a continental breakfast breakfast after you're done dismembering your baby. But here's the thing, folks. Those lands, those sanctuary spots where this happens, where all of these people are going to be flying, driving, taking buses and trains into to kill babies, they are going to be some of the most cursed lands in the world. They are going to be some of the most cursed, death-ridden, stench, terrible murder places in the world. It's going to remind you of the Holocaust, especially when people get in there and take pictures of all the dismembered parts in these little abortion tents. It's going to come back to haunt them. God will put a curse on them instead of us as a nation. Now, I'd like to save all the babies, but it's not going to be possible, especially with bloodthirsty governors like Gavin Newsom and Kathy Hochul out there. But as a whole, our nation will be blessed and it will not be cursed. These lands where they conduct this bloodthirsty murder of children, they will be cursed and God will judge them accordingly. And I pray for them. I do. I do pray for them that they stop this evilness now and they start moving towards the direction of the country. Ladies and gentlemen, because of that very stupid suggestion by Elizabeth, Pocahontas Warren. We are going to give her the Dum Dumb Award of the day today.
4: Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe.
2: Elizabeth Warren, you get the Dum Dumb Award of the day today for being so incredibly stupid where you would suggest having abortion tents. I mean, talk about unsanitary abortion tents. Sick in the head. Anyway, folks, I want to move from that. I got about three more stories here. I'm going to try to crush through them as quick as possible. I know you guys all have somewhere to go, uh, but let's get through these. Biden, he wants to now purchase oil from our enemies, Iran and Venezuela. Biden will not drill on American soil. Biden will not produce energy here because of climate change. But apparently, climate stops at our borders. The The world climate change problem stops at our borders, if you believe it. Because he doesn't have a problem with Iran drilling for oil. He doesn't have a problem with Venezuela digging, uh, drilling for oil. He doesn't have a problem with all these other countries producing energy, but just ours. I wonder why that is the case. Because if they say it's climate change, well, then you can't think that climate change stops in an invisible line at our borders. So it must be to weaken the United States and our independent energy. Um, uh, we, we, you just want us relying on everybody else. There can be no other way. There can be no other uh, explanation, but ladies and gentlemen, he is now begging Iran and Venezuela for oil, which is so stupid and so sickening, and he's even got people like French President Manuel Macaroni telling him that's a stupid idea. As a matter of fact, Manuel Macaroni, Emmanuel Macron, who is the president of France, grabbed Joe Biden by his frail, dementia-ridden arm yesterday to try to explain to him in the worst English accent possible, you know, because he's French, um, that it's a stupid idea. It's an absolute stupid idea. You cannot buy oil from Saudis. You cannot beg them to produce more oil. You cannot beg uh, Iran for oil. You cannot beg these people for oil, meaning that he wants just what the rest of the world wants. America to start producing energy again. Anyway, let's uh, let's go to that video of Emmanuel Macaroni grabbing Joe Biden by his feeble little frail arm to let him know stupid idea. Stop begging Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, and Iran for oil, numb nuts. Uh, so I got him.
5: One, I'm at the maximum maximum. What he claimed. This is my commitment. Second, for me. According to us, the, the Saudis can increase a little bit, but 150, or a little bit more, and they don't they have huge capacities. And this is before six months time. The
3: last
5: one, the, the, very, the very last point is about what we do on the Russian
2: excuse us Yeah, excuse us we got to keep walking there's no way that this dried up raisin can answer any of those questions or even comprehend a word that you said he doesn't like immigrants and he doesn't like black people and he doesn't like brown people get away from him macaroni that's what his handlers are thinking and that's what joe biden said joe biden was stuck on stupid there for a minute he was just like this what do i do where's where's joe's wife Oh, I'm Jill's husband. Where's Joe's wife? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. Macaroni was telling him they can only produce so much oil. They're capped. They might be able to produce much, a little bit more, but they're capped. Third point is here. Start drilling oil, numb nuts. Oh, but what do I do with my hands? Oh, true international. All I know is true international depression. order. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression. <laughs> Oh, what about this one? Hold on. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a dried up white raisin. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, when you have uh, Emmanuel Macron telling you you can't buy oil from Saudi and Iran and Venezuela... This may be actually, I can guarantee you, this will be the only time I do this. But for that statement, you would have to think that one person would have to be halfway intelligent. The third point that I would like to make is: uh, you cannot uh, you cannot buy as uh, the uh, how you say the amount of oil uh, that you want uh, from uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran. They can only uh, produce uh, so uh, how do you say so much? Uh, so uh, you know maybe uh, maybe the United States get off your butt and make more energy. Uh, how you say uh, you are? Uh, you are a stupid, you are a stupid man, You'd, uh, you, uh, you sniff little, little girls, you sniff them, and uh, you, you do not produce energy, says Emmanuel Macaroni. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, I want to end the show very, very, very strong today, and that is with this. Are you ready? You want to know I told you God works in mysterious ways and God is not bringing us all this way for Nothing. So let me just tell you something folks you're about ready to fall over in your uh, how you say your chair you're about ready to fall over in your chair because uh i'm about to uh tell you something that uh, you probably uh, how you say uh, not expecting uh and that is this you ready facebook instagram better known as meta which is the dumbest name that zuckerberg ever came up with for anything they are removing posts that give access to medication abortion. If this is not God winning, then I don't know what is folks. We don't have the white house illegitimately. We don't have the Senate illegitimately. We don't have the house illegitimately. And we don't have Facebook, which we were banned from forever ago, as far as conservatives go. And yet Facebook and Instagram are still removing posts that give access to medication abortion. Why? Why? They did it the day after the Supreme Court made the ruling. Why? Because they're already in enough lawsuits. They don't want any more. They don't want any more lawsuits against them. They don't want to go down the drain like everybody else. Facebook and Instagram began removing posts, offering medication abortion pills to women following the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Within minutes of the announcement on Friday, posts began showing up on multiple social media platforms. Users were offering to purchase the medication uh, Mifepristone and Mifepristol and provide it to women who may not have access due to state laws and regulations. Some posts explained how to legally obtain the drug while others were helping subvert the legal process to gain access. General mentions of abortion pills suddenly spiked Friday morning across Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and TV broadcasts, according to an analysis by the media intelligence firm Zignal Labs. And by Sunday, Zignal had counted more than 250,000 such mentions. However, Meta, the parent corporation of Facebook and Instagram, began removing these posts almost immediately. Multiple news outlets tested the platform's removal and found that posts mentioning the medication were often removed within minutes, some even having their accounts restricted. And uh, the reason why is because they would rather, because Facebook is used by every state in the nation, they would rather just say, look, we're going to get rid of this, uh, uh, this illegality of, of access to, uh, to, uh, medication that, uh, you shouldn't be having access to in like half of this country, uh, anymore. So we're just going to get rid of them completely. Long story short, God is even making Facebook and Instagram suspend the accounts of people pushing baby killing medication. And you have to give all glory to God and all praise to God on that one. You got to give it to them. You never thought Facebook would do it, but they are how you say, uh, how you, say uh, you cannot beat God. You cannot beat uh, your God, which is Jesus Christ. You cannot beat him. No, no, no. You cannot beat him. No, ladies and gentlemen, you can't beat him. So you might as well join him. Amen? It's a great thing. It really is a great thing. Um, folks, I would like to tell you, if you do not know, if you uh, don't have social media, but you still watch the show, today is the start of our brand new Coffee Talk Tuesdays on Telegram. Now, I know Telegram sucks with all of, its, uh, with all of the spam, and you have to literally like, put in all these bots to try to get rid of spam or have somebody constantly working on your Telegram page to get rid of spam. I, get it. I may even shut off comments altogether on Telegram, so nobody can say anything, just to have it as an avenue to be able to get information out. However, we are starting today. Follow me on Telegram at Live From America at 1 o'clock p m Eastern time I will open it up for people to come in once you get in put your hand up I will unmute everybody uh, and in two and three minutes increments and uh, we'll have discussions uh, each person gets about two to three minutes so try to keep it uh, try to keep it you know somewhat short and uh, it'll only be for half an hour one to one thirty okay so meet me on telegram in exactly 52 minutes and uh, and we'll have our first ever coffee talk Tuesdays on telegram well folks that's going to do it for today's show just remember there are right ways and wrong ways but there's only one yahweh so stand up tall keep your shoulders back keep your chest out keep your head up high because you are a child of god and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper i'll see you on telegram in 52 minutes and again tonight at 5 p.m for more live from america remember folks keep a smile on your face Keep your families close and keep spreading that gospel. I'll see you in a little bit. Have a great day. Peace.